A picture tells a story. It's often been said that a picture can say a thousand words. And if we look close enough, we'll see God in it, and that picture will tell us more than we could have hoped for or imagined. It's a beautiful tapestry of the way that He works in our lives with kindness, goodness, faithfulness, redemption, and ultimately, His love for us. Grab your coffee, or in my case, sweet tea, and let's walk through this journey together. Hi friends, welcome back to the Word Pictures with Meredith podcast. It's been a minute since we've been able to spend some time together. One thing that I have done at the beginning of this podcast was just offer this as a sacrifice to the Lord. I just do what it is that He is calling me to do, and so He has not really put anyone in my path to have on the podcast for a little while. So this is the first podcast that we've had in about a month or so. But this one I'm so excited to share with you. So back last fall, I was out running, and God just put on my heart that I was to be speaking. I was to be on a stage at some place at some time, and I was to share what it was that He was doing in my life. I've had the incredible opportunity to share with you guys through this podcast, but this was something that I just knew He was calling me into. So that was last fall when that happened. Then I went to an event at our church called Sisterhood. It is a time where just the women gather together and we have a speaker and worship and we just get to be in the Lord's presence as his daughters. So that was December when I went to that event called Sisterhood and just a few weeks after I was serving on our worship team. And in between the services, I usually just take a little bit of a break and just wait until the next service to begin to do worship again. And I was headed to the water fountain to fill up my uh, cup of water, and I was walking past the um, welcome desk, and there was Carmen. And Carmen is the person that heads up the sisterhood events. And I just felt in my spirit that the Lord was saying, talk to Carmen. And of course, I resisted, which is something that I tend to do whenever uh, God is asking me to do something. I was kind of like, nope, mm -mm, I'm headed to go get my water. I'm good. Thank you. And then I got the water filled up and I just felt such a pressing in my spirit. And the Lord was saying, talk to Carmen. And so I went up and kind of knees trembling a little bit and introduced myself to Carmen, wasn't quite sure if she knew who I was, and just said, Carmen, I feel like God is telling me that I am supposed to speak. And it was just absolute confirmation, just as God does every single time. And he um, 
once I said that to her, she said, you would not believe I was just praying this morning and asking God who our next speaker was going to be. And of course, I got chills and she got chills and we just, you know, talked and just talked about how wonderful God is and how he is such a provider and his timing is always perfect. So Carmen and I stayed in touch. And like I said, that was back in December when that uh, interaction happened. And Carmen and I stayed in touch and uh, we thought maybe the next sisterhood event was going to be in the spring. And then we it didn't work out. And then we kept talking and we thought maybe there was going to be something over the summer. And then we kept talking and that just didn't end up working out. And so it ended up being um, September 13th. She had messaged me. We coordinated dates, and that was the date that was set for the next sisterhood event. And I tell you, there is such beauty in that because um, if sisterhood was to be taken place in the spring, I wouldn't have been ready. If it were to happen in the summer, I wouldn't have been ready. And I tell you, when she gave me that date and we had finally scheduled it, I knew at that moment that I was ready. And when I say ready, I mean what God has shared with me in that time from December until now. I was just praying and seeking him. And you know that, as I've told you before, so many times when I'm running, he just talks to me about different things. And I felt like so many times uh, when I was running, he was just giving me tiny little pieces of what it was that he wanted me to share with these precious women at this sisterhood event. And so I'm so thankful that he doesn't just throw everything at us at the same time, <laughs> that we aren't just bombarded with information and we're overwhelmed and we just can't handle it. He knows he knows us and he knows that we just need tiny pieces at a time. And he knows me. He knows me that way. And maybe you can handle bigger pictures, but I definitely can't. I need tiny little pieces that I can chew on for a while and digest them. And that just shows the love of God, shows how gracious he is and how caring and individual um, the way he loves us individually, because he knew that I needed to have that time to be able to hear clear from him what this message was going to be. So this podcast is the night of sisterhood. It just happened on September 13th, and I am so grateful for this opportunity to be able to share my heart and my story with these precious women, these sisters in Christ, these daughters of God. And I hope that you um, listen to this message and I hope that it resonates with you and that, uh, you know, by the end of these words that I spoke um, and hope that they were guided by the Holy Spirit, I hope that you feel like you have received a warm hug from the Father because you are loved. So enjoy this message. I would love to hear from you. If you ever want to reach out to me, you can find me on social media. I'm more active on Instagram. You can find me at Mama Meredith, and I would love to be able to hear from you. 
As always, if you want to take a moment and rate and review the podcast, that just means the world to me, just so that other people would hopefully be able to find the podcast and be encouraged by uh, the words that are shared. So take some time, enjoy this conversation. Um, Actually, not really conversation, it's kind of me just chatting with these wonderful women, and I just hope that it encourages you. So tonight, um, I have the honor of welcoming Meredith. Um, I have just been starting to get to know Meredith, and I'm so blessed, and I know you're going to be blessed by the message that she shares And we're so thankful that you're here tonight, and so I want to welcome you to the stage. So I have this t-shirt that says, introvert, 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 and then in parentheses it says, but we'll talk about Jesus. So (laughs) I'm I'm on board for tonight. So um, first, I'll just introduce myself. Uh, My name is Meredith Shobe. I live in Muhammad. Um, I have... My beautiful family behind me. Um, I am a. I'm married to my high school sweetheart. We are empty nesters as of June of last year, so we're kind of navigating what life looks like as empty nesters. And um, we didn't really like a quiet house at first, but we kind of like the quiet house now. <laughs> you get used to that really quick. <laughs> But I do have my sweet little uh, four-year-old grandson that kind of helps fill in the gaps. Um, His name is Bennett. And then, of course, if you know me, you know all about my Lila. So (laughs) this is my sweet little six-pound Yorkie named Lila. She has just been a lifesaver in the gaps of uh, what emptiness looks like for me. (laughs) So I had to uh, share a little bit about her. (laughs) Um, First off... Let me just go ahead and pray, and we just want to invite the Holy Spirit here and um, just want him to be, we want God to be the center of this. So if you guys wouldn't mind just joining me, let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we just thank you so much for this time. I just ask for your Holy Spirit to be here. I pray that you would um, calm any nerves that might be settling uh, or not settling, just jumping around within me, Lord. Um, I know that you won't fail us, just as we've sang before. So, Lord, we just invite you here. Um, Even though I've prepared and I feel confident in what it is that you want me to share, Lord, if there is anything in this message that is of me, would you just please take it away, Lord? I just ask that this be all about you and that um, all the glory just is um, pointed towards you, Lord. We just thank you for this time. I just pray that this message would um, encourage and uplift everyone that is listening, that is here, Lord. By the time everyone leaves tonight, I hope that they have um, the feeling, the actual tangible feeling that your arms are wrapped around them. Lord, we just love you, we thank you, and we just offer this to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so John chapter 1 tells us um, that the Word was with God, that the Word was God. In the beginning, the Word And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. 
and without him nothing was made that had been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So what do you think of when you hear the word Father, when you hear the word God, when you hear the word Son, when you hear the word Jesus? What do you think of when you hear Holy Spirit or Spirit of God? What thoughts come to mind? When you're praying, who do you pray to? Do you pray to God the Father? Do you pray to God the Son or God the Holy Spirit? What's your relationship look like with each of them? We know that they are all three in one, but if you're anything like me, those different names are going to have different emotions involved. So, Father God. Um, growing up, um, I did not really have a father figure. Um, my father left when I was about four, so I didn't have that person that could be there and nurture me the way that a young girl would need. So when I became a Christian 23 years ago, when I would hear that word, Father God, it would kind of bristle with me. It was something that I couldn't really relate to because I didn't have that earthly connection that so many people really do have, uh, you know, growing up throughout their childhood. Um, but through his kindness, he has shown me his character through his provision, through his protection. He's healed me of a lot of those wounds of feeling abandoned and unwanted and broken, all of those things that can happen when you don't have that physical father figure in your life as a young child. Those are the things that you don't really realize you carry that four-year-old with you, even into adult adulthood. Um, so that's something that I really struggled with, God the Father. But as time has passed and as I've grown in my relationship with him, it hasn't been perfect, and I've done a lot of pushing and, and uh, resisting and not believing, but through his kindness and through his faithfulness, he has shown me that he is my father and that he is faithful. Um, let's see. So I'm sure that you've heard the story of the woman that uh, was bleeding, and I would just go ahead and read a little bit of that passage. It is Mark 25, uh, 34, and it says, And a woman who was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors, and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak, because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched 
my cloak. You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what she had what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Do you know that's the only scripture that refers to Jesus saying daughter? And when I heard that the very first time, I've heard it so many times, it was just that reassurance that I needed. God was just reassuring in me, in my heart, that I was his and that he was mine. So God truly is my father. Son, Jesus, what comes to mind when you think about Jesus? Who is he in your life? So I'll share a little bit about what that looks like for me. Um, I'm the second to the youngest of five. So I have three brothers and a sister. And my oldest brother, um, unfortunately, has struggled with lots of challenges in his life and addictions and things of that nature. And so for me, I remember him growing up and he was my big brother. Well, then once those addictions and, and the enemy just really got, got a hold of his life, the role was reversed. And he was not in that figure of my big brother anymore. He was more of, um, it, it really got switched where I was almost the caretaker of him, even though he was so much older. Um, so that was a huge, huge challenge for me, just trying to grasp what that looked like. So when I think about Jesus, the son, I hear so much that he's like a big brother, and that's what he's been for me since I've known him. So in the fall of 2020, um, I was out running, and if you know me at all, you know I'm a runner, and that is a precious, precious time that I get to spend with God. I live in Muhammad, and so I am very thankful that I'm so close to Lake of the Woods Forest Preserve, and I spend hours out there. So at that moment in time, fall of 2020, there was just a real devastating turn um, that had happened with my brother, and I was just sick, just sick. And I just remember going out and running and um, the sun was really shining that day. It was a beautiful fall day and the leaves were golden and orange and just so many lovely colors with all of the trees. And I remember um, just running and God showed me uh, a leaf and it was shaped as a heart. And um, it just really, it, it stirred in me. And so I kept on running and kept on running and there was another heart. And I kept on running and I kept on running and there was another heart. And I could feel with all of these hearts that God was showing me, he was saying, I love you, I love you. And then I finally got towards where the end of the path is at and it was like the sun physically was shining on this tree and I looked up and it was a tree full of hearts. 
and they were glistening and they were just kind of moving a little bit. And it was like, I just stood under that tree and God just said, daughter, I love you. Daughter, I love you. And he, he's continued that, that thing with me. He shows me hearts so many times when I'm out running. It will be hearts in the shape of leaves. It will be hearts in the shape of dew that has formed in that shape on the bike path. It will be clouds in the sky. It, I was even leaving Tuesday afternoon prayer at the, the venue downtown, and I looked down, and there was a sea of rocks, and there was the one heart-shaped rock right there. He's so faithful. He is so kind. And at that moment when I was so broken and so devastated, I needed what he had to share with me that day. So for me, when I think about Jesus, I think about the fact that he's my big brother. (laughs) He's faithful. The Holy Spirit, the comforter. What do you think of when you think of the Holy Spirit? I know sometimes we don't talk about the Holy Spirit as much. Maybe sometimes you think it's, it's one of those like kind of far, far out kind of deals. But I tell you, oh, I tell you, he is there. So because of my brokenness with my father and just the brokenness that I experience with my brother, unfortunately, I think that I have experienced a lot of brokenness in friendships. And sometimes it could be them, and I think a lot of the times it's me subconsciously just not even realizing what I'm doing. But I have a whole history of (laughs) different friends that just, you know, the friendship got broken for one reason or the other. And so when I think about the Holy Spirit and what He does in my life, He is my friend. He encourages me. He comforts me, he prompts me, he disciplines me because I need that too, and sometimes I resist it, but I do know that I need it. Um, The Holy Spirit, he is my best friend. So I'll tell you a little bit about my faith journey, just so it kind of makes a little bit more sense to you. So um, I've known Jesus for 23 years. I uh, moved to Muhammad 23 years ago, and interesting, interestingly enough, um, the house that I live in, I had to drive by this big church every time I would go anywhere. I had to drive by this church, and you know there are no coincidences. God knows exactly what He's doing, <laughs> um, and so I had um, one of those broken friendships. I had a close, close friend that. Um, I, uh, unfortunately, it, it just went south and it was devastating for me because not only was I moving to a new town, I lived in Urbana and we were moving to, to Muhammad, but I had this friend that we parted ways and we were the kind of friends that she was at my house all the time or I was at her house all the time. Our firstborns were like two weeks apart. It was, you know, one of those kinds of situations and And the friendship broke, and I was devastated. I didn't really know exactly what I was going to do. And so I drove past this church all the time, (laughs) anywhere I had to go. 
And one of these days, I just was like, all right, I think I'm going to go in and see what this church is all about. And so I just said to my husband, um, I'm going to go ahead and check out this church. Do you mind just keeping the kiddos? You know, because at the time we had um, a 10-month-old and a one-year-old, or I'm sorry, a three-year-old. And uh, so he kept the kids, and I remember going in and sitting in the pew, and I could not even tell you what the sermon was about. But I do know at the very end, the pastor said something to me that I had never heard before, um, that Jesus wanted to know me personally, that he wanted to have a relationship with me. And so I prayed that prayer, and I accepted Jesus into my heart, and it wasn't like it was, you know, flashes of lightning or thunder or any of those kinds of things. And I went home and went about my business the same, and um, then the next week, I decided, hey, honey, is it okay if you keep the kids again? And I think I want to go back and check out this church again. And Because I was not really sure I wanted to bring the kids. You know, one of those mom things, you're just kind of like, I want to check it out. Um, so same thing again. I have no idea what the pastor even talked about. But I do remember at the very end, he, he had that same prayer. And I prayed it again because I was like, did you hear me? I'm not exactly sure if you heard me. And sure enough, he heard me, and I just had this confirmation in my spirit, and he said, I heard you, and everything's going to be okay. So from that moment on, it was just me pursuing Jesus, me trying to understand who God was, who Jesus was, who the Holy Spirit was, and it's been 23 years of just letting him feed into my life and encourage me. And he's put so many incredible people into my life just to show me who he is when I needed it at that very moment. And so um, I'm working on the whole friendship thing. I think that God has really healed me in a lot of areas. And so I'm able to be the kind of friend that I think um, others needed and what I needed as well. Um, so all of those things, uh, he's been healing me. I've been listening to him. He has been showing me what it's like to hear his voice because he speaks to us so profoundly if we're listening. Um, it's not going to be an audible, loud, uh, Meredith, you know, but he is constantly speaking if we're listening. And that's just so beautiful when you finally realize that he loves you that much. And he's been teaching me to learn to trust him. Um, he's just been really confirming different ways in my life that um, he is faithful, that he is kind, that he is trustworthy, that he is not going to do, you know, he's not going to walk out. He's not going to um, leave me. So through that journey, um, one thing I do think that we tend to forget to talk about is the tactics of the enemy. And um, the enemy is real, and he is a liar, and he is on a mission to destroy. And he's done all the things that he thinks he can do in my faith journey to try to pull me away from my relationship with God. Um, in my running experience, uh, I was part of a running group a number of years ago, and God just kind of showed me a few parallels on 
some of the running things and even like how the enemy works. So when I was in this running group, we had um, a police officer come and talk to us about safety. And one of the things that I remember her talking about was whenever you are out, make sure that if you see someone, so if I'm passing someone, she said, make sure that you make eye contact with them. Because she said, if you make eye contact with them, they know you saw them. So they're less likely to try to come and attack you because they know that you know who they are. I think about that with the enemy a lot of the times. Um, It's important for us to make eye contact with the enemy. So when he comes at us and he tries to say, you're going to be abandoned again. You're going to be left alone. Nobody cares about you. When we make eye contact with him and we compare his lies to the truth of what it is that God says, he loses his power. So we've made eye contact with him and he can't attack us because he knows that we know the truth. So I kind of think about that. So when the enemy is trying to come at you with any sort of a lie, and you know it is not lining up with the truth of God, make eye contact with him and tell him to go back where he came from because he he literally has no power over you. So one of the things that I've noticed about people when I'm running is there are three different kinds of people. um, And I believe that the enemy kind of works like this too if you kind of think about it. So there is the first person, and I'll be running by, and they are almost like eager and waiting for me to make eye contact with them. And whenever I see someone, I always look straight at them, and I wave. And even though I'm an introvert, I just do one of these kind of things. And, and I feel like that's, that's the enemy, where it's like he's kind of slithering in, and he knows that I'm going to be making eye contact with him soon. So his tactics aren't quite as strong, you know. Then there's that next person that is a little bit unsure, but they know you're probably going to end up waving at them, so they eventually look up and they do one of these, you know, and enemy kind of does that too, where he kind of tries to come in and and do some of his old tricks, and he's like, well, maybe this one will work again, because it worked last time, and so you make eye contact with him and tell him he's got to flee. He has no place here. And then there's that other person that they are working so hard to not make eye contact with you. In fact, they're almost going like this, even though they're not. And that, I think, is when the enemy is doing his best work, when he is just trying everything that he has to get you back into that place of defeat. So I think it's really, really important that we just brush him off, that we use that truth that we have to tell him that he has absolutely no power over us. But I think it's important, you know, I've only been a Christian for 23 years, and I know I've got a long ways to still go, and I'm still learning, but one of the things that I have learned is he has the same old bag of tricks. It's just the fact that he tries to pull it out with a little bit of a different disguise, but in the end, it really is the same tricks. So if we can just be aware, if we can make eye contact, if we can just brush off those things that we know are not truth, then um, it is 
keeping us in line with where it is that God has for us. Um, so another one of the things that God has been doing in my life is um, he's reminding me that he is the same God. Uh, last year, I, um, my goal was to read the Gospels um, every month, go through the whole set of the Gospels, and then at the beginning of the month, start and do that again. And one of the things that was really, really precious for me in that time was... Um, using my grandmother's Bible. This is my grandma's Bible, and it is marked up, and she has underlined, and she has written in the margins, and she passed away many, many, many years ago, and um, she is definitely a huge part of my faith journey. I just remember every time going to her house and hearing a sermon on the TV or her praying or her Bible would be out, and I know that she prayed so many prayers over my life, and they are coming into fruition now because of those prayers that she had. But the thing that reminds me, when I look in here, and it's so precious to see her words and to see her underlining and handwriting, and she has dates and all sorts of wonderful things in here, it's so comforting to know that she was praying to the same God that I get to pray to. She was loving on the same Jesus that I get to love to. She was being comforted by the same Holy Spirit that comforts me. So just keep that confidence in the fact that even though things around you are turning and it's chaos and there's so much that's happening, just remember he is the same God. And that is just, that just brings me so much comfort. So through all of this time, um, God has just been teaching me obedience. He's been teaching me trust. And he's been showing me that he has a plan for everything. So shortly after um, that situation where he showed me the hearts and the tree and that just really hard time just with my brother, I felt that he was calling me to something even more out of my comfort zone. Um, he was nudging me to start a podcast, and I didn't know the first thing about podcasting outside of the fact that I listened to them all the time. Um, I didn't know anything about tech. I didn't know anything about just any of it. But I listened, and I obeyed, and it's been an incredible, incredible journey. And... So my podcast really is, um, I just talk to different people and we just talk about our faith journey and how God talks to us and what that looks like in our lives. And the interesting thing about that, God is really just showing me how to trust him because um, my really, really the only goal that I have with it is to release every um, two weeks. I try to release on every other Thursday but the thing is, I don't have an agenda of people that I'm wanting to talk to. I literally just pray and just say, all right, Lord, who's next? And he is so faithful and he is so kind and he brings that person. And then I sit down and we get ready to record 
And I always pray before we start, and um, it never fails that person sitting across from me tells me a story about why they are sitting there with me and how God confirmed that conversation to be at that moment, at that time. It just, it never fails. One of the stories was a friend of mine, I reached out to her and she was about ready to share her story publicly um, about the her broken relationship. And um, I messaged her that morning and she said, you never are gonna believe I was just about ready to share my story. And so I feel like, you know, now is the time I'm supposed to come and talk to you about it. There was another person that I reached out to and he was getting ready to move. And I had no idea that he was moving like out of town, farther away, and he was gonna be gone in two weeks. So we had to get that scheduled and we had to get it um, put together. There was another person that I had on and she sat down and she said, um, you wouldn't believe, but I got a message from two other people about these other opportunities right at the time that you had messaged me as well. So it was just all of these confirmations of the fact that I was hearing God's voice and that he was in the midst of, of what, it, what was happening. So through all those stories, he's just teaching me to trust him. He's teaching me that he is faithful and that he is so, so kind. So I just want to encourage you, um, whether you can relate to anything that I've had to say tonight, or if it's just completely, you know, something so different for what your life has looked like, I just want to encourage you that God has a plan for your life, that no matter where you've come from, no matter what your life has looked like, no matter how many hardships you've had, maybe you can relate to the feelings of abandonment and struggle in relationship and all those kinds of things that I've had. Just know that you are not alone, that he has a purpose, that he has a plan, and that he is a good, good father. So here are some of the things that God says that you are. You're saved. You are complete. You are chosen. You are forgiven. You are a new creation. You are a child of God. You are redeemed, you are light, you are justified, you are free from sin, you are God's temple, you are one with Christ, you are called, you are created for good works, you are safe in Christ, you are victorious, you are no longer a slave, and you are accepted. And most importantly, I believe he wants me to tell you that, sister, you are loved. So when you came in tonight, hopefully you grabbed your communion packet. If you want to go ahead and get that out, we can go ahead and um, partake in that. If you need one, just go ahead and raise your hand and someone can make sure and get you one of those.
So this might take you a little bit out of your comfort zone, but that's, that's where I feel like God really stretches us. So as you have your communion packet, would you mind looking to your neighbor, whether that be to your left or to your right or both? Make sure that everyone is spoken to. Will you look at them and ask them their name if you don't know their name and tell them by name that he did this for you? Go ahead, share. Go ahead and tell them, say by name that he did this for you. Friends, I just want to remind you that you are loved and that when he gave his life, that he was thinking about you. Go ahead and take your communion and you can take a moment and pray. And then I just have a few closing words. I hope that meant something to hear your name and attach the fact that he knows your name and that he did that for you specifically. He was thinking about you. So before you guys leave tonight, I do have a little something for you and I'm gonna grab one and just kind of tell you a little bit about it. So if you know anything about me, and I've said that several times, and I know you guys probably don't know anything about me, um, <laughs> I love to bake, I love to make treats, and I just love loving on other people. So what I did tonight, and I want everyone to take one with them, and I probably even have enough for you to take and give to a friend. So cake pops. I made everyone a cake pop. And on the cake pop, there is a little charm. And the charm is hand-stamped, and it says loved. So I want you to take that charm, and I want you to put it somewhere. And every time you look at it, I want you to remember the Father's love for you. And these are hand-stamped. I stamped each one of these, and I'm imperfect. And sometimes it's gonna be a little bit lopsided and sometimes the O is gonna be a little lower than the L. But you know what? I think that's also a really good reminder to know that we don't have to be perfect and it is not what it is that we are doing or performing for the Father to love us. He loves us because he created us. So I want you guys to take one of these tonight and just remember that when you're eating this, taste and see that the Lord is good. The sweetness. <laughs> All right, so there's just a little video that I wanted to share with you, and it just kind of encapsulates everything that I was talking about tonight and how God speaks to me through those heart-shaped things, and I hope that um, it means something to you. Thank you so much for listening and just letting me share a little bit of my heart um, with you tonight. And just remember, friends, that you are loved.